Joining us here on the Q&A, we have Jason Bronner, co-founder and master blender for Buzz, Buzzard Roost. Jason, thanks for uh, taking some time out to talk with us. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Good to see you. Yeah, I, I appreciate you taking the time and, you know, hopping on here. You know, once we get technology all figured out, I like to, to joke some, sometimes it works uh, better than others. But we're here to talk a little little bourbon, a little whiskey. Uh, but before we go all the way in there, can you tell a little bit about yourself and, and kind of how this uh, this craziness uh, that is Buzzard's Roost came to be? Or at least how, well, how you got into this, this world? <laughs> sure. <clears throat> well, um, born and raised here in Kentucky. And I've uh, been in the restaurant business for a long time. Started first restaurant when I was 21. Uh, decided to, that was like a little pizza place. And I decided to do this place called Bourbon's Bistro in uh, 2005. So kind of got into the bourbon game then. Um, you know, my family, I've always kind of been around it. Uh, great aunt and uncle worked at National Distillery, which is in the neighborhood I grew up in. So kind of been around bourbon my whole life, but um, when I opened this restaurant, we were looking for kind of a theme, and, and we, me and my buddy decided to call it bourbons, and uh, so just did a bunch of research, you know, uh, food and, and, and bourbon, and, um, you know, over the years, we, we did flights, and we did, you know, I was just kind of out to educate the world about bourbon, uh, you know, 95% or 90% anymore, you know, comes from about 70 miles in a circle of where I live. So I felt it was undermarketed and, and, and under understood really that, that nobody really understood what bourbon was about. So I just kind of set out to educate the world about bourbon through this uh, platform of this restaurant and bar. Uh, like I said, we did uh, flights we did a lot of bourbon dinners with all the master distillers, you know, so I met all those guys and got to hear their stories. And, and the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn about it. Uh, we also were kind of one of the pioneers in, in this barrel program that a lot of distilleries are doing now. We, we would go pick a single barrel out and buy it just for the restaurant. Um, so I've tasted a lot of great whiskey over the years and, and always, you know, wanted to have my own. Uh, so the time came to where, Hey man, it, just the timing was right. Got a group of people together and, uh, we decided to try to start a distillery, which I figured out pretty quick that, uh, nobody's going to give me 30 million bucks just, <laughs> just because I own a bourbon restaurant, you know? Uh, so then we decided to kind of rethink that and we started the brand buzzard roost and kind of, that's where it all, you know, that's kind of the quick version of, of my background. I've just been, you know, around bourbon for almost 20 years professionally, you know, uh, drinking and sampling and, and listening to stories. And, um, you know, like I said, it just became, it was a passion of mine and, and, you know, who wouldn't want their own whiskey, I guess, at least I do anyway. <laughs> Some Nothing. people probably don't, but, but, you know, me, me being in this business, uh, that was kind of my next move. I mean, um, and so here we are. Well, I was going to say, I mean, launching the restaurant when you did in, in 2005, that was kind of well before what I would consider right at the start of the bourbon boom that, you know, once the trail came along, things like that, it, it's began to grow. So you were like right at the forefront of it all. Did you always have a love for bourbon before that? Or did that kind of come about from the restaurant and then the barrel picks and so forth? You know, I was always curious about it. It, it um, 
like I said, there was always this kind of folklore about it or, you know, it, um, you know, just growing up being around it. I mean, it was just, um, it was always cool. And, and, uh, you know, you have to go back to the old times and my parents really didn't drink a lot of bourbon. They were of that group that they drank some wine and gin, different things. And so there wasn't really a lot of bourbon around our house, but it was our great, my great aunts and uncles that, that really, you know, I got to thinking back, I was like, well, let's look into that, you know, cause it seemed so cool back when I was a little kid, you know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, man, I, I, you know, I've just always kind of been intrigued by it. Well, and then you, you mentioned, obviously, as time goes on, you want to kind of spread out and do, do some more things. And, you know, as folks, if they don't know, the, the, this game is now a very expensive one. Maybe five, ten years ago it wasn't as expensive, but now to launch a distillery or almost anything, it takes a lot of capital. How did, how did Buzzard's Roost come about? Uh, you know, you kind of mentioned that you had the idea for the distillery, but that didn't work. But how did it end up, you know, hitting the market here uh, just, you know, not that long ago? Yeah, well, uh, got a group of people together that had a similar interest. Um, our CEO is uh, Judy Hollis. She is uh, retired from her first career, which was she was some worldwide supply chain for Wendy's and, um, you know, KFC and did a lot of stuff, you know, corporate wise. So uh, I'm not really good in a classroom setting is what I call it. I'm not uh, I mean, I've run my own business since I was 21, you know, but nothing like this, you know, mm -hmm. where we're relationships and, and uh, but Judy, uh, she, I actually met her through the restaurant. Uh, we went and did a barrel together. They, they, they liked whiskey. So, uh, and, and she was retired and said, you know, I'd like to work with us somehow. And um, so she became the CEO and uh, a good friend of ours now that was a friend of hers is, uh, Phil Waitley, he, he's in, uh, he's actually over in England. <laughs> so, uh, and then we, we, we rely heavily on independent stave company for what we do. So I've made a good relationship with uh, their barrel research guy. And his name's Andrew Webrink. So he's really helped us on developing our product, developing our brand, as far as what makes us different from some other co uh, corporation that that sources whiskey. Well, and, and then the, the name to me, I, I find that unique. Uh, how, how did you guys come up and settle upon Buzzard's Roost? Well, the whole thing is, you know, we're all about innovation uh, as far as the rebarreling goes and, and different ways that we treat our barrels. Uh, but we're also, I'm a traditional guy as far as how whiskey goes and I didn't want to take any shortcuts. We don't use smaller barrels and, you know, there time is time is time for, for bourbon and, and whiskey. Um, it's hard to get around it. Um, so we do this innovation, but I'm traditional in the way I want, I want to do things. So, and I also wanted an old sounding name, but I didn't want to revive an old label. Mm -hmm. If I wanted my old, my own label that sounded like it'd been around for a hundred years, <laughs> you know? And so uh, we were actually took that uh, distillery part all the way to, we had a farm we were going to buy. Uh, we had it all laid out, you know, 13 warehouses, uh, 36 inch still for old farmhouse uh, out in Waddy, Kentucky. And uh, the road bordering that farm was Buzzard's Roost Road. 
So had the farm gone through, had the distillery gone through, it would have been Buzzard's Roost, you know, distillery uh, because of that road. And I just thought that was really cool. I, I get this picture in my mind of, of, you know, this moonlit silhouette of, of just some buzzards overlooking a, you know, watching a warehouse of, of whiskey, you know, just kind of keeping watch over it. So, um, that, you know, that's just where it came from. I wanted it, and it, it just fit every bill that I wanted. I mean, it, it was kind of difficult when I went to the partners and said, I want to call it Buzzard's Roost because, you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't always bring this, this picture that's in my mind to everybody else's mind. Uh, but I think we did a really great job with the label. Uh, Rick did a wonderful job with our label and um, there it is. You know, so that's, <laughs> that's kind of the story behind it. I, I, I love that. Cause you just never know. And, and you know, there, there are some old names that can be, be brought back, but it's, kind of cool to have your own unique touch on, on it from from the get-go and you also kind of to me did a little bit something different you kind of went the rye whiskey route first why why was that well uh you know sourcing bourbon is expensive rye is a little bit cheaper and plus what we're doing is almost you know somewhat still experimental because you know we do a real heavy toast and a number one char so, um, and we pull different compounds out of the wood through time and temperature. Uh, we've got about 12 proprietary barrels that we've developed with it, the help of independent stave company. So rise really shine a little bit better to that at, in a little bit less time. So when we rebarrel, it only sits in our barrels for about two to, two to six months at the most. And uh, that really does the number on it. So, Plus rye whiskey was cheaper. We could do this expensive process because it's a brand new 53 gallon charred white oak barrel. We, you know, we take it, rebarrel it, and then it sits only for, we only use a barrel for up to four months, whatever, six months. And then we have to, you know, have to pass it on because to be a straight whiskey, you can only use the barrel one time, even if it's a rebarrel. Um, so the rise were a little cheaper by the end of that process, we could hit the market. Uh, I didn't want to have a hundred dollar whiskey as my first one out of the blocks because I just, you know, I've been around plenty of whiskey and, and I've seen some that, you know, 150 bucks. I'm like, you know, come on, man. Uh, it's just not worth it. And I didn't want to be in that crowd, you know, um, so we kind of refined our process and then we did finally add a bourbon and it, it's still under a hundred bucks, which I'm kind of proud of. And uh, even like I said, our, we have an, a very expensive process, uh, but we're making it work. Well, I was going to say, you just kind of launched that, that first bourbon. And as anyone knows, it's getting harder and harder to find uh, good, good, good bourbon, good whiskey on, on the market, or at least at a reasonable uh, cost, so, so, so to speak. Right. Uh, but, but launching the bourbons and, and moving to Bardstown, how did that come up, come about? Uh, well, we, we started out very small with our friends at the Neely family distillery. Royce really helped us get off the ground with our first small batch and single barrel. Uh, kind of outgrew that pretty quick, uh, moved to Kentucky Artisan Distillery, where they again were another step in our, in our uh, evolution of great guys to work with. Uh, Jade and Chris over there, just wonderful, wonderful guys to be around. And they helped us even grow more. And, you know, we kind of got to a next step to where we went, moved to um, 
Bardstown Bourbon Company to where we were big enough to where uh, they would welcome us in and, and hopefully that's that's our state of growth from from here forward for now that that you know Bardstown Bourbon Company has really helped us out but all those guys along the way really helped us in, in phases uh, from becoming you know minuscule to we're still a small brand but uh, we have a real potential of growing especially this next year. Well, and, and you guys do some some new things. You talked about having new ideas, new techniques. Um, I know you even partnered with Against the Grain, uh, the brewery in Louisville, for for a release and kind of a you know a little bit of collaboration. Why why does that stuff kind of call to you? You know, I, I think it's well, and I guess going back to the rise, I was never a rye drinker because I was rye's are great for cocktails and things, but I couldn't find myself sitting around sipping on a rye. Uh, love sipping bourbons and, and, you know, it's usually on ice or, or, or just neat. And I told the guy at independent stave company, I was like, if you can make, if we can come up with a rye that I would enjoy sipping, then, then we've really done something. Uh, so just the, you know, I, I mean, I love the rise, but, but obviously bourbon's in my, in my blood. I, I always call my rise a bourbon drinkers rye. And I think I, I got off on a tangent. I don't think I answered the question. What was it? What was it again? Yeah, I mean, trying those new ideas and new techniques. I mean, yeah. like I said, even partnering with, you know, folks like Against the Green. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's just pretty cool what these barrels can do and what the technology is. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm a traditional guy as far as putting whiskey in a, in a bottle or, or whatever. But this barrel treatment, it, it's really cool. It, we've done it with beer. Um We've got a peated rye, if you've seen that, where we, we smoke the barrel with peat. Uh, we're coming out with a cigar rye to where we've taken, instead of, we, we removed the peat, in, instead of peat, we used um, Kentucky tobacco and smoked the barrel with Kentucky tobacco. So you're gonna get this real smoky tobacco-y uh, finish on it, just kind of like the peated. And it's just neat to, to really, um, and like I said, it's not like putting it in a port barrel or something, you know what you're gonna get out of that. Uh, this is just total barrel treatment. If you, you know, I've talked to many master distillers over the years and some will say 80, but you know, 70%, at least 70% of the flavor comes from uh, the barrel. So if we're sourcing and everybody else is sourcing, we all know who is and who isn't, you know, whether they want to say it's proprietary or not, we're very wide open about what we do, except I can't tell you how we do our barrels. Uh, but the rest is, you know, if we're buying some juice from MGP and everybody else is, how, how do we make ours different? And so when you think of 70% of the flavor comes from the barrel, that's almost where we started to kind of reverse engineer things to, to like say, how can we change this without changing the way whiskey's been made, you know? So it's really just the technology of the barrel of using a number one char, which most people, you know, back then didn't have the technology to see what um, extractives are coming from the wood. You know, so they use a three and four char and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, our one char is just, it's, it's, it's a little bit different in the way we, like I said, with time and temperature, um, and manipulate's not a good word, but we do, let's say we caress that barrel and uh, we, um, we're very coercive about bringing these, bringing these flavors out of the wood. I, I like how you said that, but, but I mean, that, that is how, 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 how things go. And sometimes it's, 
it's cool to see where innovation comes from. And, and, you know, to, to your point, you basically had a, a thought of how do we, we change things up? So we're not just putting the same stuff out as the other guys. And, sure. and I love to see that. And you kind of touched on it that is you're hoping for a big year. What's next for, for you all in, in 2022 and beyond? Well, we're, uh, so as of now, we're in two states, which is uh, Kentucky and Massachusetts. And uh, as of the first of the year, we will be legal to sell in Ohio, uh, New Mexico. And then those are the first two states, probably in the first quarter. And then probably by the end of next year, we should be in roughly 10 more states. So you guys have, have a, a lot, lot more to to share and, and and how do you guys kind of build up to, to that because obviously with more states means more product that's that's needed yeah well uh thank goodness judy uh she's been our, our number one fundraiser as well and uh you know we've tasted some people on uh, our investors on our whiskey or you know we've got a handful of investors that that love the whiskey and uh love what we're doing love the thought of it so they have um stepped up and and we're uh, ramping up to, to we've got some investment we've got a little bit of money behind us to where we can buy some uh uh barrels of bourbon and keep doing what we're doing you know barrels of bourbon and rye and, and just kind of keep uh, evolving with this um you know how we're how we're our barrel treatments and um after that as well we 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 on the um i think we're on the schedule to have our own new make made uh down at bbc so we're uh, looking really looking forward to that to where we can start from our own juice our own yeast you know our own mash bill uh and then put it in our barrels to really really give it that difference well that sounds uh, like some 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 really exciting things then coming and stuff that that i'm sure you're excited to share at some point yeah for sure uh we're also looking at uh, opening a tasting room here in downtown louisville Right on Main Street, uh, we're going kind of through all the paperwork and the design of that. Uh, we may even buy a little experimental still. So uh, I'll be getting a little closer to the still and, and then we'll really get into it. Then the fun begins. Yeah, that's when the fun really starts, <laughs> you know. So, uh, but you know, it's just thankful for for being able to do this and, and our investors and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a thrill for me to get up every day and do it. Well, it, it sounds like you guys have some awesome stuff coming and, you know, just to hear the story and hear how you guys are doing things different, but in your own way, I, I love that. And I appreciate you sharing some, some time to talk about Buzzard's Roost and just also your love of bourbon and whiskey, Jason. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, Jonathan, like I said, it, it's, it's all about what's in the bottle, you know, i We'll make money one day, I guess. Uh, but we really, I mean, we really do care about what goes out. So thank you for having me. I mean, it was, a, you know, I, I've talked bourbon all day long. <laughs> <laughs> and I can listen all day long and I, and I do appreciate it. And, and uh, we'll, we'll have to do this at uh, some point down the road. Sounds great, man. Look forward to it.